0: Good morning everyone. Good morning. We welcome you to church this morning. It is definitely a blessing and an honor to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And before we get started um, in our praise and worship, if I could have Pastor and Sister Neelan uh, make their way up to the front. Today we want to celebrate them. This month holds so many things that we celebrate for Pastor and Sister Neelan, and we are truly Truly grateful for them both. So if they can join me on the stage. That's okay. We are meeting and greeting Sister Neelan. Normally we are in Sunday school, so today is Fifth Sunday. So we have all of our children with us in Sunday school this morning. So uh, we do appreciate all of you being. So Pastor and Sister Nealon, today we celebrate the gift of you both your love for each other family and the body of christ is immeasurable you lead by example you challenge us to be a disciple of jesus christ and to serve others with love and compassion your leadership has carried us through many challenges and continues to lead us into the greatest days ahead thank you for loving others above yourself and leading us with integrity and passion. The mantle of anointing rests upon you both. And we are truly thankful and grateful to call you pastor and our first lady. We love you both. We celebrate you. And so this is just a token of our appreciation to you.
1: Good morning, you can be seated. So Pastor and I have a gift certificate to uh, Studio 3, which is where Teresa Craft has all kind of um, things that we can take our gift card and have facials, and she's got all kind of goodies there. I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> so thank you, that is so generous. Thank you for your generous love to us. Y'all are precious. We are honored, from our heart, we are honored to be able to present the word of God to you week in and week out, to be able to love you, and thank you for entrusting your lives and your family and your souls to us. And we're so thankful for God's goodness. Thank you for your generous love that you give to us each and every day. We pray for you daily and we love you. And we are blessed because we get to be the pastor right here in De Quincey at the Pentecostal Church.
2: Thank you. Well, what I'm going to really do is I'm going to preach on listening because I have told, uh, (laughs) I have repeatedly said, please don't do this. And they don't seem to listen, so this morning's text is going to be on listening. (laughs) Now I'm just, I'm just very thankful, Jan and I are very thankful, thank you, we know you don't have to do this, thank you for your generosity, and thank you for the $250 gift card, Visa gift card, so that we can take it, and I'm sure we'll go to Papa's, Papa Do's, you know, and eat something or i'll just give it to sister janet that's the best thing to do right that's the wise thing to do right all the men say amen Uh, but thank you again it is a privilege to be your pastor and we pray that we always lead you in the direction of his word thank you for honoring us this morning i honor my sweet wife she's a wonderful lady 30 years it's amazing 30 years, and we give God thanks for that. Uh, So Sister Janet wants me to read the card. There aren't enough words in our vocabulary to fully express our thankfulness and appreciation for the two of you. We are beyond grateful that God's plan brought you to this church and into our lives. What a blessing you are to TPC and our entire community. God bless you. Love TPC. Again, God bless you and thank you for your generosity. Would you stand again, please?
0: So as we get ready to go into our time of praise and worship, we are truly thankful if the scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm thankful today that we can come into the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for the blessings. I'm thankful approximately a year ago today things looked very different for us and our hearts do go out to our neighboring cities in the state of Louisiana um, the neighboring churches and just communities that are in the path of, of the storm our hearts go out to them but today I am grateful I am truly grateful to be in the house of the Lord when I woke up this morning basic things such as electricity AC The ability to cook some breakfast really, really stood out to me this morning. And so as we get ready to go into a time of praise and worship, I want us just to lift our hands up to heaven and enter his courts with a a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to boldly come into your presence. Father, it is truly a blessing together, together, Lord, with people of God today, Lord, to lift you up. We invite your presence into this place. Let your anointing God rest, God, from the beginning of this service into the last amen father we lift you up today we pray for our neighbors we pray for the state of louisiana extend your hand of mercy oh god in the midst, god of devastation and things that are impossible to come let us keep our eyes set upon you today knowing god that you are the giver of all things we give you praise and honor in jesus name we worship you
1: against us but God has fought
2: I don't want to miss this moment. (laughs) I said, Lord, I don't want to miss this moment. I don't know who you are this morning. And I'm not here to beg anyone because I'm not a beggar. I am a believer. But I contemplated should I stand up here and I just don't want to miss the moment. Because I know this, God can do more for you in five minutes than anyone else can do in a lifetime. And what I'm asking right now is for you just to get honest with yourself. If you need something this morning that man can't give you, you need something that God can give you. Maybe that is just a fresh anointing in your life. You've been feeling like you've been you know, in a desert. You love God, God loves you, but you've just been feeling like you're in a desert. Things aren't going the way you'd like them to go. I don't know. There's a thousand and one things we could name. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to slip out to the side of your pew right now. I'm not here to beg you. I'm not here for this to be drawn out. I'm asking you to move now. If you need something that man can't do, I'm asking you to slip out to the side of your pew right now. In Jesus' name, to slip out to the side of your pew, no matter what it is, no matter what it looks like, want you to slip out to the side of your pew in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Slip out there in Jesus' name. Now here's what I need the rest of you to do. If you didn't slip out, I want you to just find that person that did, and I want you to put your hand on their shoulder, and I want you to pray for them right now and ask God to do whatever they need that man can't do the problem that man can't solve, the situation that man can't intervene in. The Lord knows right now where you are. Come on, let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. In the name of Jesus, come on, I need TPC helping me right now. Don't miss this moment to step out. God can touch you right where you're standing, right where you are in the midst of that situation the lord knows in the mighty name of jesus father right now lord come on give yourself Lord, I need a fresh anointing on my life. I've been going through a desert and I need a fresh anointing. God, my family's going through a situation and I need, oh God. I need direction. I need help with my kids. I need help in my marriage. I need help in my family life. You're watching! for it this morning come on and give god praise right here right now you think you can stand a few more minutes sister debbie is sister debbie here sister debbie i want you to come up here real quick
3: time, in the midst of every storm, in the midst of every circumstance, in the midst of every battle that we're fighting. Oh, On a Thursday morning, it was August the 5th, Bentley and Dax, the second day of school. I'd been having a little nagging backache for a few days, week or so. That morning I bent over to pick up a pillow off the floor, couldn't get up. Just literally could not straighten up. Harrison and Dax helped me to the car. Just Lord only knows how we got there, and I got them to school. I called Lonnie on the way home. I said, "Babe, you got to, to come home." I don't know if I can get out of the car. Get out of the car. Anyway, so I went, got home, and Lottie came home and. I tried to rest, get comfortable, make myself better, and just couldn't do it about 1, one thirty. I said, we're going to have to go to the emergency room. Anyway, we went to the emergency room. I had a fracture in my back. We don't know how I did it, don't know what it was, how it came about. But L1 was just fractured, real pretty. And it was very, very painful. Lonnie took off a week, stayed home with Mr. Mom and Dad and everything else intended to me. But I was hurting. I was miserable. Friday, I thought I was better that Friday and went to watch Harrison play football and was miserable and set me right back. Sunday morning, I thought I'm going to make it to church. And I'm telling you, the devil just really tried his best to keep us Sunday morning from coming to church. If it could happen with a house of three kids, it happened at our house Sunday morning. But we made it. Came to church and the Lord just blessed me and blessed me and prayed for I had a couple of ladies, too, that just reached and prayed for me when I come up to the front. And I want you to know that the Lord healed me. I'm not saying the Lord touched me. I'm saying the Lord healed me. I went home and I literally was afraid to move because I thought I know just any minute, any way that I move it's going to, hang back up and catch back up. So all week I have. I mean, I haven't run a marathon or, you know, I've still, but I've done my house stuff. I've took my kids. I've done my stuff. And so I just want to stand here and tell you that, you know, we still do see God moving. We do still see him performing what I call a miracle. When it's your body and God heals you, it's a miracle. In somebody else's, it might be that he touched them. But when it's in your body, God healed you. And I'm standing here to tell you that God healed me. He touched my back. He healed me. And I give him praise for it this morning.
2: All right, so here's what we're going to do. If you need a touch in your body, I want you to raise your hand this morning. If you need a touch in your body, raise your hand. Okay. those of you that see hands raised i just want you to put your hand on their shoulder and sister debbie's going to lead us in a prayer in the name of the lord sister debbie i want you to take authority over every work of the devil and i want you to speak healing over this congregation in jesus name
3: lord you didn't only die on the cross for us to save us but before you died lord you bore stripes for healing, Lord. You took authority over every disease, over every sickness, Lord, over anything that would come into our bodies, God. And right now, Lord, we are claiming that authority of healing, Lord, over all of these needs in this sanctuary, Lord, over the needs of those people, Lord, that are on Facebook watching right now, God, in their homes. We know God, that you are a miracle-working God, and that there is nothing, Lord God, that is too great for you, and that there is nothing that is so small that we can't bring it to you, Lord. From the smallest ache, Lord, to the biggest problem that we could face here on earth, God, you bore the straps, Lord, and we claim healing and victory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. amen.
4: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
2: Come on in the name of Jesus. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel healing virtue flowing in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus can touch your back. He can touch your heart. He can touch your mind. Come on, he can touch you, he can touch your blood. I speak in the name of Jesus. I speak authority over the works of the devil, over sickness and disease, in the name of Jesus. I speak authority over every infirmity, in the name of Jesus, and I plead the blood, I plead the blood of Jesus, that by Lord your stripes we are healed. Come on, somebody, and give him praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to hear me, please. I love you as your pastor, but I have made up in my mind I am not concerned about looking cute for the Internet. I'm not concerned about having a moment or entertainment for the internet. We need a power and an authority and a presence in this house that changes us, that rearranges us, that transforms us. And if it don't look cute over the internet, I'm sorry, but I'm here to tell you there is a power that is in this room right now that can unloose every shackle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's here. I said it's here and you know it's here. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's flow in his anointing. What do you say? Anybody that just... Come on now, you got to get honest. You can't, you can't get help if you don't get honest. Anybody in this house that just needs to be set free from something. It doesn't mean you're going to hell. It doesn't mean you're backslid. You just need to be set free from something maybe it's a tormenting spirit i don't know what it is maybe the enemy's been tormenting you but if you need to be set free from something i want you to slip your hand up right now come on don't you dare be afraid it don't matter what anybody thinks in this house the fear of man is a snare to you but right now you need to be set free from something thank you for your honesty The body of Christ is going to work and we're going to lay our hand on your shoulder and we're going to pray for complete deliverance in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to pray in the name of the Lord that everything that is shackling you, every tormenting spirit, every work of the enemy, every sin and weight that would so easily beset you, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of that great name and the power that we have through the blood of the Lamb, Hallelujah. Be set free from the tormenting spirits, from sin, from weights that would so easily beset you, from the works of the enemy working in your mind and in your house. We claim it in the name of Jesus. We claim freedom. Hallelujah. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. Now put your hands together and thank him for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How many know one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand? Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to plead the blood over this whole southeast Louisiana right now. Thank you, Lord. You say, do you have Bible for that? Uh, I believe I do. Uh, Jesus got up in the middle of the storm and said, peace, be still. And immediately, not five hours later, but immediately, the winds cease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know why our hearts are heavy? Because we know what they're about to go through. We done been through it. You know why God puts you through things? So you can understand what others are going through. And you'll have compassion on them. I, my heart has been heavy because I know what some of those pastors are about to face. And so I say, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, speak peace over that region. Speak peace over that storm. In the name of the Lord, God, cover our churches. The people of God cover their homes. In the name of Jesus, I don't know how you do it, but God, I know you're able to do it. I know know you're able and I thank you for the covering oh God and the peace of God and the goodness of God to that whole entire region in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah victory is mine y'all know that old course victory is mine hallelujah victory today is mine I know our hearts are heavy for our brothers and sisters on the coast but I'm going to tell you God spared us. Y'all, I'm not making this up. In fact, Janet asked me, she said, did you send that picture to Barron? And I said, no, I didn't, but I should have. I'm sorry I didn't. But on Friday, I was praying. And I got home from the church about 7 o'clock. And when I pulled up in my driveway, there was the prettiest rainbow in my backyard. And I took a picture of it hallelujah and then this morning when i stepped out eh, real early i took a picture of the sun rising and i said thank you lord that you won't put more on us than we can bear and i give you the thanks for your promise hallelujah thank you jesus god's good isn't he Turn around to two or three people and whatever your level of comfort is. High five, fist bump, shake a hand, whatever it is. Tell them God's good and I'm glad to see you. Tell them God's good and I'm glad to see you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he's good. Yes, he's good. Jesus on the main line. Come on, call him up. What's his number? It's J-E-S-U-S. Come on, how do I call him up? It's J-E-S-U-S. Yes, he is. He's good, isn't he? Amen, amen. We're so happy to have all of you. I'm going to say this and then Brother Ryan's going to come up. I get really upset at the world that says they can go to the football games basketball games baseball games soccer games they can go to the stadium and it's okay for them to get radical and all excited but when i come to church i'm supposed to be stoic i'm gonna just hear i'm here to tell you something i believe doing everything decently and in an order but i also know that when the power and the presence of god is here i want to respond to that I want to respond to that. And it makes me want to lift my hands and clap my hands. And it makes me want to sing. It makes me want to say, thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. Father, Lord, we could, we could never thank you enough. Literally, if this wonderful, beautiful group, if we all stayed here today and did nothing but say thank you, it wouldn't be enough thank you for redeeming us calling us claiming us as your sons and daughters and adopting us into your family thank you Lord thank you for what you've just done in these last five minutes I am believing that there are people today that have been truly touched by the presence and the power of almighty God and Father, we pray that, Lord, the remainder of this service, that you continue to do your will and have your way in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. amen. God bless you. You can be seated again. Thank you for being in God's house. Thank you,
5: Pastor. Amen. Good morning. Don't you love what God is doing here this morning already? Amen. I learned a long time ago that when God begins to move, God doesn't move according to a schedule. Amen. When well, we have everything this morning planned and scheduled to be in order, but when God shows up, we just throw this out the window because we're here for God to move. There's needs in the house, and we believe God's taking addressing them all here this morning. And as pastor said, when God begins to move, you respond. It could be lifting up the hand, it's praise, it's worship. It might be God telling you to just step out. Amen. I, hey, if, if the doctor called me and said, hey, Ryan, I need you here on this day, well, I might have work. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take off work. If the insurance adjuster said, hey, I'm going to be at your house on this day, you know what you're going to do? You're going to schedule everything you have, and you're going to make sure because you need to meet with that, with that insurance adjuster. If God starts to move here during a song or during a preaching, he say, hey, I'm moving, you shut everything down. You begin to respond. You're just one response away from God touching you right where you're at. You might be at home and you're in your recliner right now, and God is saying, I need you to stand up where you're at and lift up your hands and give me some praise, and I'm going to touch you right where you're at. So I want you to be a responder here. Some of you haven't responded this morning. I'm going to just step on that for a second. You haven't responded, but you still can. Amen. And there are people here today that are going to rejoice with you for what God is about to do in your life. Amen. I still believe God's moving. He's not done here this morning. If you're a first-time guest, we're welcoming you here this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, Please take a moment, go to uh, and fill out one of our digital connection cards. You can text uh, TPCDQ to... 84576. This will allow you to connect with us and uh, get all of our upcoming events. Or if we're trying to communicate with you, don't you like it when somebody communicates with you? Wives, don't you like it when somebody communicates with you? Amen. Husbands, do you like it when somebody communicates with you? Oh, just tell me what I need to do. Tell me when I need to show up. Well, that's what we're doing. You can put prayer requests on there, receive a gift card in the mail. I'm going to go sign up. I want a gift card. Also, you can shop TPC. Shop TPCDQ.com. You will find links on our website, our app, Facebook, Instagram, uh, MySpace. Uh, no, I'm joking. We don't have that. We have shirts. Anybody need a new shirt? Hey, you su- when LSU starts, you're going to have your shirts on supporting your favorite team. Okay, you gonna have you. Some of you got about five uh, saints shirts or that. Uh, we can't even say that word in the house. But I wouldn't dare have all those sports teams. Uh, and I'm not against all of. Them. I got mine, but I wouldn't dare have all those and not have my TPCD shirt. Amen. Yeah. We got them all sizes. Just get the right size. We got shirts, we got caps, we got totes, phone cases, etc, and new items will be added periodically. This Tuesday I'm sorry, Tuesday morning uh, beginning August 31st, 10 a.m. we will meet here in the gym for Tuesday morning prayer. Amen, Usher, you can go ahead and come forward for our Sunday morning offering. Uh, prayer requests. please remember uh, Pete Van Winkle, Kim Hansworth, Kevin Perkins, Sarah Markantll, sister Jean Whitman jocelyn phillips and kenneth and Glenda Rigmaden, and also lynn and doris spikes amen I, be, I believe some of you already this morning you responded for them and they're just waiting to tell somebody amen our god is a god answering prayer prayer answering god and we've always said it but we got to, he may not answer right when you want to there's a test There's a tribulation God's bringing you through, but he's going to answer. He's going to show you. Let's go to the Lord here in prayer. God, we thank you this morning for what what we're feeling, God, but what we know you're doing here this morning. You're working in your house. You're working in the homes already uh, across this region. Everyone who's listening and hears this is, Lord, via Facebook. And we just ask you, God, to continue to move, God. And if you continue to move, God, we're going to continue to respond. We're going to continue to praise you and worship you and, and honor you, God. C- Lord, open ourselves as of a living sacrifice and let you do this morning, God, what it is you're wanting to do. we God, we lift up every name again that's on this prayer request. Touch their bodies touch their home, touch their minds, God, give them strength, give them hope, God, encourage them, Lord, and we ask this morning, God, that you'll touch this offering, God, and bless the givers, in Jesus' name, and everybody say amen.
2: appreciate all of our singers and musicians and all of our Sunday school teachers and security and <laughs> Hope House and Celebrate Recovery and all the ministries that are here. We appreciate you again to all of our guests. We welcome you. Thank you for being here to the Pruitt family, to Megan and Garrett. Are you here and all of your family that's with you? Would you raise your hand? All of this family. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. We're going to baptize Granger. Today, he's eight years old and we're going to baptize Granger today in the lovely name of Jesus. And I remember when I was eight and the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I will never forget that. And so all of this family, Jenny and, and Garrett and Megan and Granger and all the family with you, thank you for being here. If you have your Bibles, would you go to the book of Matthew chapter 7 again to those of you who have joined us online we welcome you now I know that it is three minutes until 11 but we don't have service tonight and uh, L2 can they just called me and they assured me that they're going to stay open (laughs) I'm joking but he did ask me yesterday if we were going to have church and I was like yeah we're going to have church And uh, we're going to be hungry, but I'm hoping that God puts a hunger in him for something else. I would love to see Umberto and his sweet wife, amen, coming to this house. That would be such a blessing. So they're going to stay open, and guess what? Your belly button's not going to fall off if you don't eat at 11.15. You're going to be okay. I promise you. Can we go to the Word for a few minutes? Amen. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. I'm reading here from the ESV. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. I'm going to talk for a few minutes this morning about what are you anchored to. Come on, somebody. What are you anchored to? Because I'm going to tell you something. You're going to tie yourself to something. You are. Everybody in this room, you're going to tie yourself to something. You better be sure you know what you're tying yourself to. Come on, I'm already preaching. Young people, you can tie yourself to popular opinion. You can tie yourself to fashion. You better be careful tying yourself to that because that will be here today and gone tomorrow. Come on, can I preach this morning? If you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. If you're not, just keep on standing. All right, you gave me your word. I can tell you this morning that There is nothing that I can do or anyone else can do to always protect you from this thing called life. You know what I'm talking about? No one can protect you from the virus. You can wear your mask. You can get vaccinated. You should. I ain't against any of that. But that doesn't mean that's 100% protection. Can I get a witness? No one can protect your house from a hurricane if you live on the coast of Louisiana. Nobody can protect that. No, no, Nobody can protect you from every crisis that's going to happen in your life. But I tell you what, I feel like I can help you with the side effects when your world gets turned upside down. First of all, you need a faith that works when life doesn't. Oh, can I preach to somebody? You need a faith that works when life doesn't. Because life's not going to always work and work out the way you want it to. And if you don't have a faith that works when life isn't working the way you want it to, then you've got a worthless faith. You need a faith that works when you're on the mountain and you're shouting a victory. But you need a faith that works when you're in the valley and in the storm and in the desert and you don't know your way out. You know, growing up in Texas, I grew up, I was born and raised in Houston, lived in Cleveland. And as a young person, I really don't remember that many storms, maybe a couple So I've really never faced any major hurricanes, a couple of small ones, but nothing like we faced last year around this time with Laura. And Laura, ladies and gentlemen, was really my first adult storm. And I was just, I was, it was crazy the devastation to see the wind literally pick up people's houses and just move a whole house and debris from their house be literally just scattered for miles. There was a tree in our, in our, in our pasture that uh, apparently the wind lifted that whole tree up and we still haven't found that tree. That is no exaggeration. It was a crepe myrtle. We still haven't found it. I'm assuming it's out in the woods somewhere. But that's what storms do. They bring instability to your life. They bring destruction and they bring devastation into your life. And Laura and Ida are not the only kind of storms that hit us. We're hit with financial storms. We're we're, we're hit with health crises. We're hit with relationships that don't always work out the way that we want them to work out. So I'm going to talk to you this morning, how do you anchor your life in such a way that it gives you stability when the inevitable storms come? Our text tells us that everyone who hears these words of mine and who is wise will build their house upon the rock. The only way, brothers and sisters, that we are going to make it through the storm is to be anchored to something that is unchanging. Can I preach to you? You might want to think what you're anchored to. If you're anchored to being young, y'all give me some lead way here, will you? Humor me for just a minute. I was 24 and thought I was a stud. I had a Trans Am with T-tops and I took them off and let the wind blow through my hair. And now I'm 54 and a dud driving a Toyota and I don't want any wind in my hair. I want to keep it. Let me just tell you something. 30 years can take some things from you. Uh Uh-huh. Little Miss Beauty Queen that's got that little thin body, give it about 40 years and she may, you know, look more like Dairy Queen Uh, 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 I ain't meaning it mean I ain't hating on nobody I love them all sizes I love everybody I'm just telling you something if you're depending on that cute little figure it may not always be there and if you're depending on that cute little head of hair it may not always be there and if you're depending on popularity, it may not always come your way. And if you're depending on that Benjamin in your back pocket, Benjamin may not always show up. I'm talking about you need to decide what you're going to anchor yourself to. Because the storm of the life has a way of coming to each and every one of our houses. Can I get a witness? You better not want to anchor yourself to your job because I'm going to tell you something. Corporations can be cold. Hire you today, fire you tomorrow. You wouldn't be the first one that got a pink slip after 20 years of work. Come on, somebody. You might want to anchor yourself to something that is more than a title because titles come and titles go. You might want to anchor yourself to something even bigger than money. I know that money solves many problems. That's what the Bible tells us. But money doesn't solve all of your problems. Money can't buy you eternity. Come on, money can't buy you salvation. Money can't buy you the anointing. Money can't buy you the presence of God. Peter and John said, silver and gold we don't have, but we'll give you something money don't have. I'm going to tell you what we all need. I'm going to preach here this morning. If you got to go, you can go. I'm going to tell you what we all need. We need more of the presence of God like we felt in this house this morning. We need the presence of the Lord to do for us what money can't do. Mmm as I was thinking about this message growing up, my sister had a really good friend. I won't name her name, but she was a, they were really good friends and her folks were very wealthy. In fact, her daddy bought her a car vet at 14 years of age and she didn't even have a driver's license. He had a jet, he had cars. He would just, he would just, I I knew him very well. We grew up with him. He would just go into a dealership. If he liked something, go and buy it. Money didn't matter. Had all kind of money. Very wealthy. Had homes, vacations, all of it. But at the end of his life, he was broke and had nothing. His wife was living with her mother. I don't rejoice over that. It's a very sad story. Here's what I'm telling you. You can have money today and not have it tomorrow. And if you're anchoring yourself to your beauty and your thin body and your good looks and your money and your wallet and your title and your position, then you're anchoring yourself to the wrong thing. Because there are people in this room right now that had a house a year ago. They still don't have a house today. That's why our heart goes out to southeast Louisiana, because we know what they're going to be facing. It will disrupt and displace your life. A storm will. And it's not is a storm coming because, brothers and sisters, you're either coming out of a storm, you're in a storm, or you're about to go into a storm, because nobody escapes. And I'm just here to preach, not to scream at you, but with a passionate heart that wants to remind you, you better make sure that you are tethered and tied to something that is unchangeable because when the winds blow, you need something that is the same yesterday, today and forever. Can I get an amen? Mm. I'm here to just remind you and I'm, I'm watching the time. I'm just here to remind all of us That there's one thing on this planet that doesn't change. And that is the truth of God's word. Can I get a witness? Put it up on the screen, please. Hebrews 6 and 19 says, We have this hope as what? It's a, come on, talk to me. Come on, Ryan, talk to me. It's an anchor. What is it an anchor to? It's an anchor to the soul. And guess what? It's not weak and brittle. It's sure and it's strong. Amen. Amen. Can you help me, Jason? Come on, thank you. Can you help me, Jason? Hey, seriously, I want you to tie this thing around me. I'm gonna preach with this thing tied around me. Come on, somebody. I want you before you leave here today. I don't want you to leave out here thinking you know. I want you to know that you know. I'm anchored to the rock. I'm anchored to a strong foundation. And guess what? When the winds or storms of life blow, guess what? I may drift a little bit, but guess what? The anchor's going to (laughs) hold. And I can just hold on that word again. And that word can bring me back to where I need to be. The devil is a lie. Come on, somebody. I say, Yes, he is a liar. And I go back to his word and I remind myself, Uh uh, uh uh, I ain't doing that. That's getting me off course. I got to stay tied to the word, I got to stay tethered to something that can hold me in life storms. Mm, Come on, somebody. Notice this hope is not based on opinion. It's not based on circumstance. This is not based on personality. Hope is based on something that never changes. And then you anchor to it. And it gives you stability in the midst of a crisis. I don't know how long I'm going to preach, but I'm going to tell you something. You know why America's all jacked up and messed up? I'll tell you why, and I'm not smart, but I can tell you because it disconnected itself from the anchor of God's Word, and we started thinking that we're more enlightened than the Word of God. I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar, and if America wants to get back to where we need to be, we got to get back to the Word. Mm. You know why most people drift through life? You know why they drift? Because they don't have an anchor. They don't have no anchor. Hey, I I don't go out on the water that much, but I've had a boat. In fact, my boat, when I was little, was named Molly. That's where Molly was named after a boat. Because I love the name Molly. I had a boat named Molly. That's right. Sure did. So I know a little bit about a boat. And here's what I do know. A storm can come up real quick on the water. Yes, it can. And a storm can come up in your life. You can be just shouting today, and my God, the devil hits you in the face Tuesday morning. Come on, somebody. You know what? Right now, we're feeling it. I'm feeling it. You're all feeling the power and the presence of God. But what we need is, we need to be anchored when we don't feel it. Because you don't feel this every time you wake up and that's why you know what you don't want to operate on a feeling you want to operate on the facts of god's word hey i may not feel him right now and i may not know how this thing is gonna turn out but i do know his word said he'll never leave me he'll never forsake me if i hang on to his word i know that i'm gonna come through this Uh, come on somebody give god some praise Mm. It, it does disconcert me I look at people and I look at them and you know what I say they don't have any anchors you know why because they go from town to town city to city bed to bed this to that because they have no anchor no anchor and if you don't have an anchor I've been in a boat and I was talking about that just a second ago in that, in that boat if you don't have an anchor guess what you do I'm going to tell you what you do. You drift. It's exactly what you do. You drift. You say, well, pastor, if I have an anchor, I I just, you know, I go around in circles. That's better than drifting at times. Huh. You know what? If, if, If my anchor is the word, then I'll gladly just circle the word. And I'll just stay circled to the word. The fog may be so thick that I can't see where I'm going, but at least I know I'm anchored. At least I know that something right here is going to hold me. I'm not going to crash into the rocks because I got an anchor that's going to hold. I'm here to preach to Southwest Louisiana. You better get a hold of something in 2021 that's going to hold you, your family, your kids, your finances. Mm. 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 i'm gonna tell you why i need the word i'm gonna tell you another reason why i need the word you know why because nobody lies to me like i lie to myself oh oh i got some amens on that i'm gonna say that again nobody lies to wayne like wayne lies to wayne you know what wayne said oh i can do that and be all right Oh, I can go there and be okay. Oh, I, I got this. Mm-hmm. The devil is a lie. You better make sure you're anchored to the word. Well, if I do this, you know, it's going to work out. And if I do that, it's going to be okay. Uh-huh. I want you to go to the word. Put up on the screen Proverbs seven twenty-two. Here's what it says. Proverbs seven twenty-two. He follows her on impulse like an ox going to the slaughter like a deer bound for a trap until arrows pierce his liver like a bird darting into a snare not knowing that it will cost him his life. Now my sons listen to me and attend to the words of my mouth. You're going to lie to yourself and say oh I can handle her. Oh I can do that and I can do this. I'm here to tell you you need to go back to an anchor called the word and let the word speak to your mind and tell you listen you better be careful cause the flesh is weak don't even put yourself there why? because it's like a deer going to a trap it's like a bird going to a snare don't you say oh I can handle this I'm going to tell you you can't handle it that's why you need the word to hold you to say God keep me from being stupid God keep me from being foolish God help me to hang on to this till I get through my hour of temptation
4: Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: listen you sweet people I'm not preaching out of anger I'm preaching out of love hear me I love you I love you enough not to tell you lies and feed you candy I love you enough not to just be happy with cute church I love you enough to preach to you the truth and love This book right here was not given because God needed it. He is the Word. This book was given because we need it. Because it's for our benefit. Because if we don't, we'll get out there and we'll start doing stuff. And we'll mess our life up because we're not anchored to anything. Nothing holds you. God's Word is perfect. God's Word is unchanging. How many know that you get some gifts and they fade? Uh Uh that new car that you're paying all that money for don't have that new car smell no more that bag you spent all that money on now it's getting faded because it's in the sunlight Mm -hmm. your furniture's wearing out what are you doing pastor I'm I'm catching my breath so I can go so I don't strip a gear because I feel more coming on (laughs) Uh huh. All that stuff you're killing yourself for, guess what? It's dying. It's fading. It's getting old. It ain't gonna last. Come on, somebody. You can't depend on it. But God's Word is life giving. You can depend on it. It's gonna be here today and it's gonna be here tomorrow. I want you to look at Romans 15 and 4. Here's what it says, for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instructions that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. You know what every one of us need in this room right now? We need endurance because when you're in the storm, there are times you feel like, I don't know if I can make it through tomorrow. I got to thinking about the net Hollingsworth this morning. I got to thinking about you, and thinking about Lisa and Jay, and thinking about Larry and Nelwyn, and then I put myself in their position, and I can't really even go there in my mind. You say, Pastor, what happened? Well, they lost. They lost their their. Their children. Danette lost what? How was, how was 18? Megan was 18. Bowie was 30, 38, 39. How was Lawton? 35. Grandkids, grandkids, a beautiful daughter. Me and Janet put ourselves in that position. What would ever happen? And I'm going to just tell you, I hope I never find myself in that place. But I got to thinking about them. And that's a major storm. And you know what, Danette, she 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 floundered around a little bit. She went from here to there like we probably all would. But in the end, I said to myself this morning, in the end, Danette, you had enough word in you. That instead of losing your mind, that word hung on to you and you hung on to that word. And Lisa comes to the office and I can tell when she's not having a good day. Not because she's trying to show me, but because that, that, that burden's heavy. And I try to go in there and I just try to just do my best to encourage her. Because when you're down, you need to go back to the anchor of God's word. And you need to remind yourself that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to remind yourself that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got to remind yourself the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh, I got to quit. I've got to stop, but oh my God. In, in closing, I'm going to wrap this up. I want you to look at James chapter 1 and verse 21. Here, Here's the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. Listen to this. New Living Translation. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly do what? Accept the message that God has planted in your hearts. For it is strong enough to do what? To save your soul. God often compares his, his, his Word to a garden. And how many of you have ever gardened, how many know that many times you got to do some weeding before you do some seeding? Yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. I said many times you got to do some weeding before you do some seeding. What are you talking about? i got to start getting out some stinking thinking yeah. so I can put some good stuff in my mind why? because the day's gonna come when I need to hang on to something and the enemy's gonna tell me you're no good you don't ever amount to anything you shouldn't be the pastor of that church and I gotta go back to the word and say I'm not here because I deserve to be here I'm here by the grace of God I can do what he says I can do I can have what he says I can have come on somebody you got you to clean out some of that stuff. Say, clean it out. Clean it out. Look at your neighbor and say, clean it, clean it out. Clean out what? Clean out the stinking thinking. Clean out the lies. Clean out the unbelief. I got to make space in my heart so God's word can be planted. Word. Amen. Do you know what that word filth in that particular text means in the Greek? I'll tell you what it means. It means earwax. Literally. It means earwax. So God is literally saying, you need to clean out the gross stuff. The earwax that is keeping my word from getting into your mind and into your brain and into your heart. Say, clean it out. When do I need to do it? Right now. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the acceptable time. Uh, devil, I'm not going to go another day, not be tied and tethered to God's word. I'm not going to be tied down to popular opinion or what people say or think about me. Huh? It's a snare. The fear of man is a snare. There's somebody in this room this morning you need to hear this word and you need to make up in your mind it don't matter what mama does. It don't matter what daddy does. I'm going to have to stand before God on my own. My Lord, I wish I could preach. Mm. Thank you. (sighs) You young people, I love you, but hear me. Popular opinion ain't going to be up in heaven when you're standing before the Lord. Yeah, you're right. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Come on. It's not going to really matter what they think about you then. What's going to matter is, did you obey God? That's right. Was you pleasing to God? Right. Did you tie yourself to something that would not change? I want you to go on and look at this word. i got to hurry. James 1, 22. It says, but don't just Listen. You must do what it says. Right. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Right. For if you listen to the Word and you don't obey it, it's like glancing your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and forget what you look like. Think about it. Hello? Think about it. Come on. You know why you go and look in a mirror? So you can see yourself. And then that way, if you got a little business in your nose, you can clean it up. Right? You got a hair eyed place, you can straighten it up. Your tie's crooked, you can get it all straight. There's no sense in really going to a mirror if it's not going to help improve you. That's what the, that's what this is talking about. If you're going to look in this word, don't say, Oh, I don't need that. Uh, really? Or do we have to do that in 2021? He said if you're going to look in the mirror look at it because guess what nobody is going to be as honest with you not even your wife your spouse or your mama or even your kids as this word is and when you look at this word you know what this word does it says this is where you need to get in alignment this is where you can change this is where you can do some weeding in your mind and put the seed in there so you can become more like christ But if all you do is you just hear what I'm saying this morning and then you just walk out and do whatever you want. God says, guess what? You're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. You think, oh, I got this. I'm going to tell you something. Life has a way of sending something to you that will shake you to your core. Would you stand with me this morning? Mm. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Y'all know that course? All else is just sand that just shifts with the tide. I'm going to wrap this up reading... What I started off with this morning. This is my heart to everyone in this house. Matthew 7. I wish I could just scream it, not because you're hard of hearing, but passion. Here it is. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like the wise man who builds his house on the rock and the winds come and the storms blew and it beat against it but guess what it didn't collapse you know why it was anchored to the rock but keep reading There was another foolish man that built his house on the sand. And the storms came and the winds blow. Because he was not anchored to the rock, great was the fall of his house. And the Lord sent me here today to remind some of you. I want to ask you the question, in this season of your life, what are you anchored to today? I want you to ask yourself that question. Are you anchored to the Benjamin? Are you anchored to money? Are you anchored to your house? Are you anchored to your good looks? What are you anchored to? I'll be honest with you. I don't know how people make it without the Lord. Because after COVID, two hurricanes, a thousand-year flood, a freeze, a tropical storm, that kind of stuff can put you in the loony bin. Losing a kid, that can put you in the loony bin. But you know why these families are still standing? I want you to hear that, because they were anchored to something that holds when life storms. Mm. Throw your hands up right now. Come on and talk to the Lord all over this house. Are you anchored this morning? Are you anchored to His Word? Are you anchored to the rock? What are you anchored to? Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself right now. Come on, get honest with God. Get honest with yourself. Don't you anchor yourself to that addiction. It'll take you down. Don't you anchor yourself to popular opinion. It won't last. Come on, step out from where you are right now. And I want you to come make sure that you're anchored to what's going to hold you in the storms of life. Come on, I want you to step out from where you are right now. Don't be afraid. Don't you dare think
4: about anybody else. Come on. I got it.
2: true. <laughs> I'm not in a suit or tie. I'm still anointed because the anointing is not reserved for a suit and a tie. The anointing is here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I feel him and you do too. Come on and lift up his name. Come on and lift up his name right now. Thank you, Jesus, that somebody is going to walk out of here different than the way they came. That somebody's made up in their mind, I'm not going to live another day without being anchored to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to baptize. We're going to baptize Granger in the lovely name of Jesus. Come on, Granger. Step up on those steps. Hey, everybody. This is Granger. Give Granger a big hand here. Come on. My wife told me, she said, she said, honey, I'm telling you that Granger knows his Bible that he answers like when sister Janet asked a bible question he's with his hands raised and she said nine times out of ten he's getting it right so Megan daddy mama whomever Jenny thank you somebody's putting the word in this little man and guess what he's only eight today but if the Lord tarries who knows where the Lord's gonna take him who knows what God's gonna do in his life hallelujah Megan raise your hand this is his mama Garrett, raise your hand. This is it, Daddy. Jenny, raise your hand. This is it, Grandma. And the rest of you are probably friends and cousins and loved ones and nieces and nephews and all that good stuff. Ranger, we're going to baptize you in Jesus' name. You ready? I'm going to tell you, good looking today. Help me, Jesus, tomorrow. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Hop up in there, bud. Come on, take you a big old step. You better tie yourself to something that's never going to change. Mom and Daddy, this is your boy. He's going down in the name of Jesus. And he's never, ever going to forget this day. He'll never forget it. How do you know? Because I was six years old when Brother Foss baptized me in the name of Jesus on Irving Drive. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. This is a hallmark day in his life. And Granger, you may not fully understand the significance of this, but I'm going to tell you something. You've just been born into the family of God. And all of your sins, whatever you've done has been washed away. And you're going to now carry the lovely name of Jesus Granger if you would take your hand hold your nose take your other hand hold this hand like that you got it Granger on the confession of your faith and the obedience to God's command it's my great privilege to now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. Lord, for the gifts, the calling of God that's on his life. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts. The callings, hallelujah, and the talents that is upon his life. Take him places he never dreamed he could go. Let him see things in the spirit. Use him as a mighty man of God in the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks and we give you praise. And everybody shout amen. My it's been a great day today, hasn't it? Come on and give God some praise in this house. And give Granger a big old praise. Act like you're famous. Act like you're famous and wave at them. Act like you're famous and wave at them. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for sticking around. It's been a great day.
4: praise is pouring out to Jesus tonight. Somebody give him a shout of praise.